I get the Rohan slash Koichi people. Uh, yeah, I, that's understandable to me. It's well, not my thing, but well, especially because yeah. Rohan is like so fixated on him, and I'm like, I feel like I can't make the argument that Yukako and Koichi is a thing without being willing to also yeah. apply it to other people right. who are obsessed yeah. with Koichi. Yeah, and you, Rohan's pretty obsessed. I mean, I don't really get being obsessed with Koichi, but like, but that's sure, fine. you know. I guess if I were a shonen manga writer slash artist, maybe I would be too, because like. You know, you meet a real life shonen protagonist. You're like, yeah. whoa, yeah. I, I, that must be like the the draw, which is also probably why Rohan is so into Jotaro, because he is also a shonen <laughs> That's protagonist. True. That's true. And yeah, <laughs> I'm oh, never letting it is go. He, is he in? Is is Rohan also into Elder Joseph? Oh, shut yeah. up. He's also a, a shonen yes. protagonist. Yeah. Look, Jotaro and Rohan have sex. <laughs> I was gonna be like you heard our, it here I was gonna be like after our, we did it last time. I was gonna be like are meant to be together, but then I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. I'm Courtney Stanton. And I'm Darius Kazami. And today we learn how to draw a manga. Yeah, finally. From the professionals themselves. In case yeah. you were ever wondering. It's definitely like step three. Now draw pink dark boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Step one, draw some empty boxes. Yeah. Step two, have a manga. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Step two, steal someone's experiences. Yeah. Oh, by the way, like, what the hell? So, okay, so we get to see, like, a couple panels of Rohan's manga, and yes. he's like, yeah. I'm drawing Koichi's experiences. <laughs> Which ones exactly? Right, it's this like weird child-looking thing in a hat running away from a car. Yeah, I like, don't, can well, we... So I think that's what Pink Dark Boy looks like. No, that's definitely no, I, Pink Dark I, I, Boy. I understand but that, but how, how is, is that Koichi's Koichi? life? Well, that time Koichi got run over by a car. No. <laughs> uh, maybe it was something that happened before we met Koichi. Yeah. And maybe the reason why Koichi's life is like the best thing Rohan's ever seen in his life is because actually... Contrary to what we might believe, he had like a super adventurous manga life before even he met. And like this Jotaro. is his, his reboot trying to be a normal shonen protagonist. Yeah. I mean, we know he's a shonen protagonist. That's obviously why Rohan is so interested in stealing from his life. I mean, maybe he's been the protagonist of like 10 shonens. Maybe he's like a serial shonen protagonist and he like he just can't avoid it. Like his middle school experience was also very adventurous yeah. and weird. I could see that, and the only right. way and we'll he had like his childhood was like a like a Spirited Away style like adventure like romp through yeah. like Spirit Land, yeah, yeah. And the only way we'll ever get to know what it was is if we somehow find Pink Dark Boy and actually read it. Sadly, we cannot because it's not real. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we don't see Heaven's Door yet, but Heaven's Door looks like Pink Dark Boy, right? Heaven's Door, I, I think Heaven's Door is just Pink Dark Boy, right? I think like, basically. Visually. I don't. I don't remember if it has a little I mask. Think, I think they're colored a little differently because I have seen like because co- you do see colored yeah. pink dark boy and, like, and obviously colored heaven's right. door. But uh, and the one thing that I will say that is the most unrealistic. I actually tweeted this a few weeks ago. The most right. unrealistic thing about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole is that Heaven's Door slash Pink Dark Boy has like horrible fashion. Yeah, considering like, why would Rohan yeah. make his character look that dumb? Now that we're talking about Rohan and fashion, uh, Araki did, and maybe we'll do like a whole like bonus episode about these or something. But yeah, we definitely um, need to do some. I mean, at some point we'll have 
some time. It's you know between, yeah, between thingies, and we'll do or whatever uh, bonus episodes on like random side content. Yeah, and uh, but one piece of random side content. So for those who don't know, um, Araki did a number of collaborations with Gucci, including there's like a, you can look it up. There's like a whole storefront that he designed for them, basically like a storefront display that he illustrated. Um, and he designed actual clothes. I think he did. Right? Des- like he designed some. Stuff. Yes, yeah. He designed some actual clothing. Yasuho in part eight is like very much his and kind Jolene. of Gucci and Jolene. Yeah, they're very much his like Gucci designs. And Rohan is in like every single one. Yeah. So yeah, and so Rohan he wrote. Though two... also also uh, Bruno and Abacchio. Yeah. Have, yes. Have roles. Yeah. They're so cute, uh, cute, fashionable gays. Yeah. There's basically two short one shot mangas one of them is definitely not canon and it is one where like Jolene and Bruno and Abacchio and Rohan all like meet up and they all have like alternate reality jobs and uh, and it's like and it was Why it was published and it was published for it's um, not very good yeah it's not that great I doubt that. it was published for, <laughs> it was published for a, a Japanese women's fashion magazine uh, but it was part of the Gucci collaboration right. and then the other one which I think is actually like a pretty decent story. It's like a typical Iraqi ghost story, but it is this one's where like Rohan goes to like the Gucci, like the main Gucci like factory because there's something wrong with the bag that he bought. And that, that he inherited. <laughs> oh, that he inherited, yeah. <laughs> it's like his grandmother's Gucci bag. From right, the from 70s. 19. Yeah, yeah. And um and there's like Spoilers, there's something bizarre about this bag. Does he go on a bizarre adventure? He a does, little bit, yeah. He does go on a bizarre adventure. Uh, they're both like nine pages long. They're pretty easy to find if you if you look for them online. There are English translations. They're definitely worth the time to read nine pages of. Yeah, I don't know. The Jolene one, uh, mm. <laughs> I think it's worth it just for the novelty factor of like of yes. like part four, five, and six characters all like hanging out, hanging out with alternate reality jobs. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, the Rohan one is good. We learn a lot of fashion facts in the Gucci in like the Rohan bag issue. That shocks thing. me. Are there it's, diagrams? There are diagrams, and and there's a lot of explanation of like who the different staff are at Gucci and like who the creative director is and I all love that Rocky. stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty committed. It's yeah. it's definitely one of those like weird branded content. Like I think that yeah. now Iraqi would just have like a character just be an Instagram celebrity or something. I still need to read his um his Louvre yeah, yeah Rohan, Rohan at the Louvre. I have it. Yes, yeah. Um, but I haven't read it yet. That's yeah. more ghost shit. Yeah, so Rohan at the Louvre is another Rohan spinoff, like one-shot thing, which is actually like graphic novel length. It's not just a little yeah. issue. And it was published in collaboration with the Louvre. Yeah, the Louvre reached out to like international comics creators, and one of the creators that they reached out to was Hirohiko Araki. But it's really interesting because if you look at the back of the book, it has like a list of other books like in this series or whatever, and they're all very like sedate, Yes, kind of normal what you would think of like an art museum collaborating with, and then it's like Rohan. Yeah, (laughs) Rohan tracking down a possession, like a ghost possession. Like a a haunted painting or something. Yeah, Isn't there also... like the spoke Rohan Kishibe, isn't that? Another? Yeah, yeah. The spoke Rohan Kishibe is also another <laughs> side right. manga thing as well. I've not yes. read that one. So anyway, anyway, there is a lot of good side Rohan content out there because Araki loves the shit out of Rohan. Yeah, like 
as, as we've complained previously on this podcast for a while, instead of getting part five, we just kept getting Rohan stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah there's also the Rohan the OVA. O- the OVA, which is... Uh, Based on the spoke Rohan Kishibe, I think it's definitely... I, think. It's, I know it's heavily Rohan-centric. But and we I, haven't I think watched it's, that yet. Right? It's no, we haven't watched it. Based on the spoke... The spoke be yeah. Rohan, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just constant... Just there's like a faucet that just pours out Rohan content. Yeah, yeah, which is good. We can't complain. Yeah, yeah. we need. Know. We do need to watch that OVA and do like a special. We do. Yes, we yeah. do. That we do that fun. at the end yeah. of this. Yeah. Ooh, we have so much content. We I do. know. And for once, it's not all like Iggy centric. So thank God. <laughs> but yeah, so back to the actual episode. And speaking of Rohan, and I speaking love. Speaking of Iggy, I, I love <laughs> seeing like like Rohan just canonically because of Heaven's Door and being inspired uh, can like crank out an entire manga in a night he can do uh two pages like from blank to finished in 20 minutes which is just not real <laughs> like, i love the contrast like, like a like, page a day would be incredibly fast right i think yeah, so. especially yeah, with to, no assistance and yeah. to finish yeah like to completely finish it yeah it's like, um and wild. like i love the contrast of this approach to creating manga versus like in nozaki yeah monthly girls nozaki coon where it's like a team of like five people and like one person does the beta and like one person does this, one person like does that and it takes forever. They stay up all night doing it. And this Rowan is just like slap, 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 beta done. Well, and yeah. this is, I mean, this is clearly a Rocky's power fantasy. Some, some comics creators like to draw dudes with huge muscles who fuck lots of girls and, you know, kill people left and right. And Araki's power fantasy is, a very fashionable twink who is able to make manga at unbelievable speed. Though it, the fact that in the end of this episode, Rohan goes on manga hiatus does <laughs> uh, make me think that maybe this is just a completely accurate reflection of Araki's life. <laughs> just like, like just binging. Like like this just, is what happened to me last week. Yeah, like just pushing out a massive <laughs> amount of manga and then being like, I need to take a break. Yeah. Yeah, all right. And like, because, because like he was trying to steal the lives of some high school delinquents and they... They pushed back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That I accept that. We have a new opening. We have a That's new right, opening. That's right. We do. Chase. I let you two talk about it because I don't really care for it. So when this opening first aired, I was like, I love this opening. And I will tell you why I love it. Because it's really moody. And I think that part four is so like bright and colorful and not moody, like in terms of its aesthetic, that I think that the contrast with the kind of like foreboding moodiness of this opening is really interesting and good and like gave me a feeling of like dread, which I wanted to have because you know that like the main villain is going to start happening. So that was, that's cool. Also, obviously, I just really fucking love the part with Yukako and (laughs) the the woman holding Uh, her face. And I also love Josuke like holding court with Koichi and Okuyasu. yeah, it was really cute. Well, and as a, as a repeat viewer, there's a lot of great stuff to yeah. just find in this opening. It's just like, Oh yeah, that thing from the main antagonist and this and this and that, like it's, it, there's a lot to, to pick out. Also, I like the song. Like, I don't think it's the best song I've ever heard in my life. No, it's but good. I, yeah. I like it. And anyway, so then I, I, I went on the internet and to my chagrin, everyone in the world hates this opening except for me. <laughs> for once, the people are correct. No. And like, <laughs> I just do not get it. I still love it. I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I like it. it. I like it quite a bit. It's boring. It's emo and boring. I don't know. No, I'm not that into it. it's not boring or emo. Well, it's like, it's a little bit emo, but the emo-ness is like directly... Like it plays with the emoness in contrast with the aesthetic of the rest well, of the show. Well, and I like four. That is, I prefer openings that are jam packed with references to what's going to come yeah. that are like technically spoilers, but you wouldn't know if you weren't already aware I like of that them. Too. 
And I think I'm almost like contrasting this with the opening to Vento Oreo slash Golden Wind, which I feel like doesn't have a whole lot of that like jam-packed symbolism type stuff. It, it, it has some. It's but, mostly just style. But it's mostly just like stylized, like here's some cool, you know, gay boys. It's just too hot topic-y for me. Like, <laughs> like chrome heart surrounded by thorns. It's like, okay. Yeah, but that is like, that's a lot of the aesthetic of this. It's like, I mean, look at the fucking arrow. Yeah, I don't love love the arrow either. (laughs) (laughs) I will encourage our viewers to look up online. There was a concert a few years back where um, there were live renditions of every JoJo's opening from part one through this opening of part four. Uh, it, It aired before the next and last opening of part four. Uh, the best opening of any. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So does it, everyone can agree on that. Yeah, yes. everyone does agree on that. <laughs> but um, uh, but since so it's, you're no longer technically spoiled for an opening credits, I, I highly recommend going and uh, uh, and checking out the live video. It's 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 pretty great. Well, I think when people listen to this, this is we're only one week out. On yeah, so it'll be six days. I think days, when yeah. people listen to this, we will know about the new opening of Pandora. Hopefully, yeah. 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 Hopefully that should shit be. It should be, yeah, yeah. but... Well, so many things that should happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in theory. Yeah, so I, I know I said it last time, but man, Koichi really has dissociative identity disorder. Just like that it seems to be the side effect that you get when from Heaven's Door. When Rohan uses Heaven's Door on you and like takes half of your memories. Uh, and I know like it's played for laughs and that's fine. It's funny. But I'm just like, God, nope, yep, that's that is what it is like. Or it's like, I didn't mean to say that to them. Why am I saying this? I, mean, I wanted to say something else. I, I- I think it's not wholly played for laughs. It is creepy. Oh yeah, it is creepy. But I don't. It's, it's creepy and scary. All right, maybe it's just funny to me. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they went that they go back and forth like four times with yeah. him at the door. Like that, yes, I that was is laughing. Funny, yes. Yeah, and it's like that's cool. But it just like I'm like this is not going to be the last time Araki visits the idea of like parts of characters being divided and stuff in this way. And so that's why I'm just like, well, it's it's kind of interesting now at this point to see it turning up at least for an episode or two. Right. That makes sense. And yeah, it's nice for it to not be in a way that is <laughs> horrible, royally fucked up. Yeah, that's okay. We we'll get to that when we get <laughs> in to like part, a year. Yeah, like yeah. eventually we'll get to talk about that. But yeah, uh, I like that that Josuke and Okiyasu are just haunting. Did Koichi. you know that they stalk Koichi at all times? That's and their apparently, favorite activity? obsessively study his body parts. Like where they're like, he was, oh yeah, he had a paper cut. He didn't <laughs> right. used to have something. Must be wrong. I, I mean, love it. I love like that, doting mothers. Yeah, I love that that Koichi. Like if he just turned like where he's like, why were how did Josuke and Okiyasu know I was here? It's like Koichi. If you would just turn around once ever, you would know <laughs> that they always know where you are. Maybe yeah. he's afraid to turn around because he knows Yukako is also there. Yeah, or I feel he, like... he just always feels like he's being followed, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh well, probably just... it's probably just. Paranoia. It's probably just yeah. the spirits from my my youthful manga adventures. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I agree. I think that like Josuke Okiyasu and Yukako must have to fight over like trees and rocks to hide behind while stalking. <laughs> maybe I want that like buddy comedy. Also, maybe when when Okiyasu's like, well, at least he wasn't here for a girl. Maybe what he was implying was that Yukako, who was also stalking Koichi at all times, would have killed him. Yes, that's Fair. probably true. Uh, while we're talking about Yukako, there is a callback to Yukako in this episode where Koichi's like, Yukako, if Yukako were here, she would help us, but I don't want to see her. Yeah. And I, I just want to point out that that's not in the manga. So David Production added that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that because I never want to forget her and I don't want anyone else to forget her <laughs> yeah. either. That's also like in the way that 
this is sort of still a small town story. It's like, oh yeah, Josuke could go get help and help would look like that person we fought three arcs ago. Right. Right. <laughs> and I, yeah, I do like the kind of reminder that other people exist, which we do get um, a lot in this, in this arc, which mm-hmm. is fun. It's like, oh, right. We actually have like a full town full of people and not just the protagonists going on villain grinder. Yeah. Although no it is still cities. like, I don't think they ever go to school again. Like, do we ever? <laughs> no, no, they do. Uh, oh, with no, Shigechi. Do. With Shigechi. Yeah, well, right, but that's definitely... his school. You know, oh, that's I, true. Yeah, I just mean, school. are they ever on the grounds of their school? Like, uh, ever again? Great that's question. A good question. Yeah. I, just, I mean, they're uh, delinquents, so it's fine. <laughs> Especially Koichi. That guy's bad Yeah, news. he's trouble. <laughs> he doesn't wash his underwear. Yeah. He lies. Uh, <laughs> I feel like yeah, Koichi um, probably can't. He's a can't. terrible student. I, he, 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 is. he has he's to a be a worse student than Okuyasu. Yeah, and we know that. We know canonically. that canonically. And he's not going to class anymore, so like it can't he's be. He's just improving. hanging out with Rohan. Maybe Rohan will just write you get straight A's like into his. <laughs> Okuyasu shows up in the window of Rohan's study, <laughs> like a creeper, which I love because like he and, jo- and Josuke apparently just split up and like snuck in two different ways yeah it was like is so freaking cute it's hilarious like it, yes like he's he does such a good job of kind of being menacing but like i can't even be scared by him anymore because i love him too much so it's like yeah you like weirdly like looming in a window making a mean face and i'm just like yay but, also but, at this point in the manga he's drawn a much much closer to the like canonical anime model as opposed to earlier in the manga where he's drawn more kind of like angry and delinquenty that makes sense also, apparently, Heaven's Door beats the hand in like rock paper scissors and stand rock paper yeah. scissors. Well, I and stand, I, paper, I think scissors. I think that's because Heaven's Door is like a cleverness stand where the intel user has to be super intelligent to make great use of it, and Rohan is obviously super intelligent. So, uh, so I think this is just a matter of like right. you know smart beating dumb but powerful. Yeah, and I guess as you guys were saying earlier, the hand is pretty slow yeah. to deploy. Yes. I actually think part of it is just that uh, Heaven's Door is really fast. And they even say that's it, like, oh, he's fast. So right. th- we have to believe that it's true. <laughs> yeah. I love Okuyasu's book body. Yeah. It's so adorable. It's creepy. Good. I also like all the stuff that Rohan has to say about Okuyasu. Again, this thing where it's like, I can read <laughs> characters and then just like give expository character growing commentary. You as are an my extremely deal. good boy. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> the, the best boy I've ever seen. But like, I like the thing where he's like, every time you have a major decision, you wish your brother was still alive. I'm like, Oh yeah. I didn't know you could still make me feel fucked up about Keitro dying. <laughs> <laughs> but we, but so Rohan can, but I, apparently I can. He's a, he's a genius mangaka did you know <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's true so so i just i really like that i like that that's just his deal especially since like the fact that like he gets defeated by assuming he knows everything about somebody yes. yeah is, he also nice. gets defeated by koichi not being as close to josuke as okuyasu is yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> specifically something okuyasu already knew about koichi that koichi did not know it's like well yeah of course he gets that mad Oh, I really like Rohan's basic media literacy skills that so few people have within a piece of media where he's like, all right, let's think about why Josuke's hiding behind the door. Right. I what are his motivations? You're going to think it's this or this, but also it could be this other thing because it's my job to analyze protagonists. This is what it's like to watch TV with Courtney. Well, <laughs> just saying. I'm, I'm, again, I make no apologies for being familiar with 
basic Western narrative structure. But you don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but if I don't, then no one will know I was right. Yes. Yeah, see, there we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and now you know why we have this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of basic narrative tropes, like one of the classic ones is like imperiling the love interest. And so... Yep. Okiasu gets damsel. Yep. Yeah. Because you got to make Josuke do stuff. And in order to make him do stuff, he has to be worried about the person that he's in love with. That's, Can, that's the rules. Also, the... the Lighter stuff is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's I like I would that, never. Uh, like, I'm lighting myself on fire. It's really weird to like see something that because like I'm used to like dissociation in media being portrayed as just terribly, just fucking terribly. Like it's like Fight Club on down, you know. And so it's like really <laughs> nice to just see things where it's like playful and still kind of creepy and unsettling, but it's like it's not. Like insulting, yeah, it's not insulting. It's not pathologizing, yeah, it's, right. It's like Okiyasu like, doesn't become a serial killer. Yeah, he's not like, oh, I murdered my twin. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they always murder their twins. I don't understand. <laughs> they have a twin, which they then kill, and instead Okiyasu's like, I don't want to be setting myself on fire, but I am, and I'm like, that is a big move. <laughs> I like that we have already established in the Italian food episode that Okiyasu does read manga. Yes. So yes. we know that he is like manga literate enough to like see a page, like sort of read it at a glance and then yeah. like be be harmed by his right. power. Yeah. Um, every time we watch this, actually, like I always forget that like rage coma hair insult is why Josuke doesn't get affected because I always yeah, think I, forgot that too. I always think it's going to be that he doesn't care about manga because that's been established as him being like I don't understand your references I don't really care about it and he even this time I was just confused I was like, why? How? I'm waiting for the result. Yeah. Tell me, Rocky. It was great. This this episode makes me laugh harder. It certainly made I me laugh harder yeah. than any other episode so far. I love how it's resolved by, by like, I mean, just the part when Rohan just decides to just, and his his insults to Josuke's are hair really are funny. like, they're really funny. They're, they're not vague. that mean. <laughs> they're like, it, they're definitely the kinds of insults that someone faking insulting someone That's would from like 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. What do you think like, about that? A dirty bird would <laughs> nest in that hair you have. It's not, it's yeah. like the insult version of that scene in the 40-year-old version where he's trying to describe right. having felt up uh, someone with breasts and he's like, you know, it's like a bag of wet sand. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> but insulting Josuke's hair. And then we get some hair backstory. God. Oh yeah, the hair. Okay, hair the hair. Lore. This is the, this is, I think the most sort of upsetting uh <laughs> like like unresolved thing in all of jojos for uh that for I've, part four for, yeah. for part at least for part four but yeah. probably for all parts I don't yeah know. it's actually the thing i'm trying to think if i i'm trying to decide if i can come up with anything more unresolved that isn't just the result of like like the first you know because like you know how um President Valentine is fat at the beginning, but then he beca becomes super ripped. Yeah, yeah. Because and like I Araki always just decided assumed, to draw yeah. him differently. Yeah. Araki was like, I'm tired of not drawing a ripped dude. Yeah. And I just always like in my head, I'm like, well, he was like just working out constantly when we didn't <laughs> right, see right. him. But this cannot be explained by by simple logic. We must go deeper. So first off, I just want to say that so we get to see baby Josuke huh. sick 
during the events of Stardust Crusaders. A number of things worth pointing out here. The first one that I noticed when I was reading the manga is that when they do the flashback and they show like the the silhouettes of the Stardust Crusaders boys over the pyramids, in the manga, Iggy isn't there, and they added Iggy in the anime. David Incorrect. Fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucked up, guys. David Production, you're gonna it. have to. We re- we request a correction. <laughs> Just uh, erase it. Like the Blu-ray needs to have Clearly, no Iggy in that Rocky scene. Rocky wanted to not remind us of his existence. Well, he also was you're... probably like, I can't fucking draw this. <laughs> I mean, technically, it means there's another dead dog in this episode. That's true. <laughs> technically, it's a memory of a dead dog. And, but. and while we will stretch the rules of dead dog minutes very soon, we're not going <laughs> to stretch so far to be like, well, a reference to a dog who has already died and who has already gotten a dog death minute yeah. requires a new yeah, dog Yeah, Iggy already minute. got his dog death minute, so. Yeah. Yep. Dogs are only... Allotted one dog death minute. <laughs> no matter how long cats they have remain. nine lives, dogs exactly. get one, one dog death minute. Well, but even if the dog remains dead on screen for a very long time, we're only doing one dog death minute <laughs> for that dog. Before we get into lore of the of hair the flashback, I do want to say that I really love the kind of silent movie stylings of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with even the, though the it's dialogue. Yeah, even though parts. it's random and kind of like only in this one scene ever, yeah. I think it's really cute and well done. Yeah, it's cool. I honestly have just like logistical problems with this flashback because the kid is laying down in the backseat of his car in a fever the whole time. So I'm like, how did he even see this guy? I mean, I feel like it's one of those family stories that gets told over and over yeah, again, and I then mean, you and like Koichi build it up even in your said, head. said like this is this might not even be totally accurate. But so then I'm just like, so did his mom describe the hairstyle to him? Well, what I I <laughs> I bet that the seating arrangement is where Koichi got it wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, Koichi's not used to seeing over the window, <laughs> the seeing <laughs> high enough. Like so, he's not aware he's that like, you can see out the window yeah. of a car. Um. Uh, yeah. Okay. So can we just just like cut the tension here. The, yeah. the hair guy is Josuke. It's clearly supposed to be <laughs> Josuke. It's got to be Josuke. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the hair is exactly him. The body and face are exactly him. The yeah. only thing that's different is that his jacket has different pins on it. Right. And it's back in time. Right. Yes, and then it's, yes, and it's 1988. Yeah, yeah. it's so, a time paradox. But yeah, I assumed when we watched this the first time that I was like, oh, so at some point, Josuke is going to travel back in time and right. save himself. There's going to yeah. be some. I mean, I thought. I. I mean, I thought. My, like when I saw this for the first time, and I did not know where this was going. My my honest reaction was, "Oh, we had a time stopping main villain in the last season. How do you top that? Oh, a time traveling main villain." Yeah, I also assumed there was going to be time travel involved, especially like after that episode aired, and I talked to you guys, and I talked to Jacob, and you know, like yeah. other people I knew who were watching. And we all agreed that, like, okay, yeah, so eventually we're going to go back and, like, figure out how Josuke got back in time to save himself, blah, blah, and, blah. And this is, like, a time travel story trope yeah. thing where, like, where like the person is visited by themselves in the future and that's what fate is. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, no. No. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> no, spoilers doesn't actually. Just, yeah, this, this this and the Invisible Baby hang out together in the <laughs> unresolved plot. <laughs> yeah, the closet. Di- the difference is we kind of care about this one, yes. and we don't care about. I the mean, baby. the thing is that like, it's possible, I guess, that something happened that sent Josuke all the way back in time to save himself. Like after we know him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, like some yeah. like some part six shenanigans or something. You know that yeah. that yeah. off screen time travel that yeah. you hear so much about. Yeah, yeah, because 
but but it definitely did not happen during the story that we see because it, yeah. we would have noticed. Yeah, no, it just so maybe it is weird part. Maybe it's part six, and that's what it is. Yeah. And Iraqi was just deep foreshadowing part six. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I I accept it. You still Fine. haven't even read part um, six, so you really accept it. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> sure, sounds uh, good to me. Joseph's mom looks the same, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think you she know? probably was like, you know how she sometimes, age. yeah. Well, like you know how in anime, it's like the child version of the character has the same hair, and that's how you were supposed to identify that. <laughs> it's them. Which, by the way, I respect that they did not do this with Josuke. Uh, but I feel like <laughs> she yeah. was literally one of those people who just has always had the same haircut and has looked basically the same. She just got taller. She's also yeah. like, or like in movies where in like long movies where you see a person as a child, a person as a teenager, and then a person as an adult and it's three different actors, but like the one as an adult is the same actor for their whole life. Yes. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like, it, it seems interesting until you know that it doesn't go anywhere. Do so. we have any stands in all of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure that travel back in time a significant amount? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. Nope. Just reality maybe, itself. I mean, I, I, honestly, I feel like Araki was maybe planning on that when yeah, he wrote this, same. and then he was like, "No, that's too bizarre for this adventure." I think he, he got wrapped up in other things. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't decide if I think that he was planning on it and thought it was too bizarre, <laughs> or if he just fucking forgot. I, 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 I feel like it's less a case of he forgot and more a case of like he preferred something else aesthetically and went down that right. path. And then just was like, well, can't cut it because it got published weekly. Right. <laughs> I will say the hair backstory as written, just Josuke saying like, well, here's why I have this hairstyle is because there was this older boy and I respect him so much that now I want to look like him. Is gay. It's it, really gay. It's gay as hell. Gay. It is like... We were talking about this earlier, and just heterosexual culture does not encourage you to want to emulate or mimic your romantic partner, but that is like a hundred percent something that queer people do. Yeah, and like we were also again talking about this earlier, like we're kind of discouraged, like culturally, from thinking that things that aren't like quote unquote explicitly gay, aka kissing, like aren't gay. Like for example, but but like you have all these examples in like anime first of all of like s narratives which is like in um onisame or dear brother uh or any of these ones where like they're like high school girls and one of them's a little bit older and one of them's a little bit younger and they're like oh i want to be like my older sister you know yeah in quotes or whatever and it's clearly super gay but we're like oh well it's not canonically gay because nobody kisses it's like okay that's incorrect it is gay <laughs> and this is in that exact same category of like a mentor who you become so obsessed with that you just want to like possess everything about them. Yeah. That's, that's queer. Yeah. That's, that's queer and really romantic. Um, yeah. Also just the insistence that gay things have to be, or queer things have to be like sexually intimate is. Yeah. Or like consummated in some way. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's, there's, there's queer kids. I was one of them. I did not. Yeah. I was not born down to fuck. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always, and like the burden of proof for hetero stuff is always BTF. so much lower. I always think of it um, like the example with Yuri on Ice where yeah. like, like I, I don't know, like it still I don't, me up well, I don't people. care. I don't care who, like what, you know, some people are like Yuri Katsuki is bi. Some people are like, he's gay, whatever. I don't, I don't I actually don't care about which one it is. But my point is that the, when people say like Yuri Katsuki is bi, the evidence that they use is the fact that he blushes when he thinks about Yuko that one time. Right. 
And that's enough proof right. for people to be like, he has an entire gender that he is sexually oriented towards based on this one blush. Yeah. And then on the other hand, it's like he literally gets engaged and like kisses Victor and people are still like, I don't know. Is it canon? Is it really canon I enough? Did not, I didn't see a dick going into a butthole. Yeah. So it's <laughs> and that's not literally, gay. So it's yeah. like a single blush can be like, this person must be attracted to women as a whole. Whereas, yeah. you know, like there's just no, the burden of proof is so high for right. queer stuff. And so that's why I'm just like, yeah, like little kid idolizing a, a teen dude to the point that he wants to dress and look like him. Is it, like, I mean, it's the, it's, 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 it's the very classic, like, Oh, do I want to be with that person or do yeah. I want to be them? I don't know. I'm both. Like 12 yeah. and can't figure this out. Both. Yeah. And both. we are here to tell you that it is queer. Yeah, it is queer. This is not a question of canon or not. canon. <laughs> yeah. It's queer. Which is cool because in like the next episode, Josuke tells us how gay he is. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. A couple times. Aww, so Josuke. I only have a couple other notes. One is the face journey that Josuke goes on when Okuyasu yells. His cute pouty lip. Yeah, it's like a lot. Yeah. Like closed eyes and his little like grumpy mouth twist. He will do whatever it takes to save Okuyasu. I, yeah. I love how violent he gets in in. Rohan, Rohan's house breaking all the windows. It's fucking hilarious. It's great. It's hilarious. Angry delinquent Joe's game when he has the like delinquent yeah. accent. It's yeah. fucking yes. cute as hell. We never see him that way. We always see him as just like the goodest boy of all time. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It gives him so much more character depth to me. It's much more interesting. I also really like, so right when Joe's case charging at Rohan, I remember thinking like, okay, we are deep in shonen anime time because this has taken like two full minutes for him to go like across a room yeah uh but then like they give you the like rohan thinking timer to like show you how (laughs) it it did take 0.3 seconds yeah i love it it's it's just like thank you thank you for seeing and acknowledging how ridiculous this is (laughs) also that little timer reminds me a lot of like at the very beginning of battle tendency when like strizo is like jumping around on buildings and it keeps like giving us the little oh yeah yeah, like this much like so good and similarly i also like when they go into the flashback the way that it segues with that really stylistic like Kuichi talking head and okiyasu talking head and the little arrow going back and forth around josuke as a still Cute. is like yeah it's one of those really nice ways where i feel like they took something that worked on a page and still made it work in like a a motion story and I I enjoy that a great deal. Good job. Good job, David Productions, except for the part where you included Iggy. Uh, Yeah. Also, yeah, exactly. They gave us a Yukako reference, but we had to also receive an Iggy reference. David Productions giveth and David Productions taketh away. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I also like Chekhov's amazing um, bookshelf. Yeah, that like triangular triangular bookshelf. It really does. It, it, (laughs) It's been looming over us these two episodes, and it does finally pay off uh, by falling on Rohan. Yeah, that's still really cool. <laughs> Who great. is still Who writing is, manga. He's so yeah. happy. He's like, oh, this is the best material I've ever had. <laughs> I love narrative masochist Rohan. Like, yeah. it should be Rohan, where he's just like, oh, I'm suffering, and it's wonderful. <laughs> it's so good. He's, uh, yeah, I just, I love Araki's voice coming through Rohan at, I guess, like half the time at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Including when he goes on hiatus. Yeah, exactly. Like I like how it ends with just like little tiny chibi Rohan. Yeah. yeah which sorry. is which is also like such a like a I mean, all the manga I've ever read. Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. totally had that back page where they're like they I wanna, now I wanna read all of Rohan's like tongue in cheek back pages. Oh holy shit. Right. Uh in I, the I bet they'd be exactly like a Rocky's author's notes where he's like 
come out of the tree, return to the ground. Yeah. In uh, well, in, actually, in the manga, in at least one of the issues for this this mini story, it opens with a fake like author's interview with Rohan, like so done good. in the style of as if you were reading Pink Dark Boy. And, it's really good. And it's a really hilarious, it's like the interview is basically like, it seems like it's what Araki sometimes wishes he could do when he doesn't feel like being interviewed. So the interviewer is like, what was the question? It's like, it was, what's comics to you? Oh yeah, what are, what are comics to you? And Rohan's like, really? My fans want to know that? And the interviewer is like, uh, and Rohan's like, that's bullshit. My fans don't want to know that. Only You're just making only, ed- only an editor would ask that question. Yeah. yeah, it's great. The whole thing's great. <laughs> he even, basically just flips the table. Even with the like sort of shaky fanlation, like it's it's wonderful. I love like and whereas in Iraqi's interviews, he usually just like trolls the interviewer by answering some <laughs> completely insane thing that yeah. like is definitely not true. Like Jojo was born with his hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, speaking of things that are not explained, I think there's like this flashback, and then like, why is Jotaro's hat that way? Oh, <laughs> well, we explained well, yeah. it. No, 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 he explained it. He said he was born with it. I, I don't, I don't accept that. <laughs> jo- Josuke's car was born with a delinquent behind it, ready to to push help it them out. Push I, out of. I will say that is like as as someone who grew up in the Midwest, like that is a, a decent way to if you're stuck in the snow. Yeah, you, put put. Uh, usually, I use the um, your floor mat, the floor mat from yeah. the car. But yeah, put those behind your tires, whichever tires the drive is. So if it's a front wheel drive, put it behind your front tires and uh, back up, and that'll that'll help get you out, rock you out. Car talk with Jojo's Bizarre Explainer. Yeah, exactly. Jojo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJojo or find us on the web at ExplainJojo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Josuke would leave for future Josuke's hair. <laughs>